Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by the K-Fabe crew, the My Holy Trinity, Mr. Jesse Baker, Mr. Wex breaking the loss, and boys, how we living today? Dude, I can't complain at all. It's been a great week coming off of Revive Pro. Business is awful. Great show. Kind of stoked. Today we have our indie spotlight with the Gotch Bros. Wex, yes. how you feeling about this? Oh, feeling pretty good. You know, it was a really fun show. One of the funnest shows ever that we ever had out there, I would say. It's going to be a fun little episode here. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am super pumped. Let's get right into it. Our guest today, bringing back the return of the indie spotlight. We have the Gotch Brothers. How we doing, boys? Good. Just another day in wrestling paradise. What's up with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Flashing that merch, you know, it's one of those things. You got to keep doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we get to the plugs, though, we've got a couple questions for you. Jesse seems to know you guys a little bit better than the rest of us. Well, I guess Wex, too. I guess they just both know you better than me. So I'm going to let Jesse take the reins on this episode and kind of direct this interview. Jesse, what do you got for him, man? Man, so, you know, the people want to know a lot of intricate things. I tend to stay away from a lot of the questions that anybody would normally hear, except to some degree, you got to have some of them. So the first one is going to kind of be a softie. Being a tag team and being brothers in real life, did you guys begin liking professional wrestling at the same time, or how did that develop? Uh, about the same time. Yeah, I mean, we grew up. Our dad was a wrestler when we were little and or when he was in high school and then pushed us into wrestling when we were little. And we used to watch uh, ESPN Classic used to have old territorial wrestling in black and white. And so mm-hmm. – Saturday mornings, we'd wake up and watch wrestling with dad, then go off to wrestling tournaments in the afternoon. And wrestling's just always been our life. I mean, uh, I mean, just like every other kid, we'd always, we had a trampoline and we'd wrestle on the trampoline too, you know, have your cage matches. I mean, it was bad. Not supposed to say that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not in this day and age. I mean, we all did it though. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Would you say you guys uh, were more influenced by the territorial stuff that you mentioned that was shown on ESPN and the like, or did you like kind of catch that same bug a lot of us did from watching like the bigger school WWF and things like that? Uh, I'd say it's a mix of both on my part, at least. I mean, watching the old territorial stuff, we got to see the original Briscoes, uh, Jerry and Jack. And I mean, that was something that really molded into my head that I still love to watch them then uh i mean you got old steiner stuff too but i think the ruthless aggression is really what drove it into us because that's when we really started heavily heavily watching it um with kurt yeah with like it it was cool to see like you had the over the top super charismatic ultimate warrior hulk hogan type guys but it was cool i mean and it really it really resonated with us when we were little to see guys going out there and doing stuff that we do when we're out on a mat yeah and that kind of, okay, if they can do it, we can do it. And we can, you know, we don't have to be, we don't have to paint up our faces. And, you know, so it, it, that was, uh, it kind of influenced us there too. For sure. That authentic presentation thing. Speaking of authentic presentations, I know a lot of that for all of us involved has to do sometimes with beer. I think Wex might, uh, might have a little question <laughs> ski for y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, I know you boys are a big fan of the Coors Light. You know, you're always drinking the Coors Light, but 
Do you guys, uh, are you a beer connoisseur? Is there anything you like that's not, you know, your your good old classic pounding beer? Do you guys like anything fancy? What's your favorite beer? Uh, so there's a brewery that's right down the street from where I live. It's called Asgard, and they have a thing called the Voyager. They brew it in-house. It's so good. Then we got, I mean, I've gone Granite City up in, in Franklin. They're the uh, the uh, was it the two pint two, two, two pool, pool two pool. My oh. favorite beer of all time Gerst. is Yazoo Gerst. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've had plenty of Gerst. That's a fucking good one. Right Dos Peros is good. Uh, I love me some Dos Peros too. That's a great one. I mean, yeah. it's not unusual to say if we're not working on a Saturday nights, you'll find me at a uh, different brewery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. See, that, that's that's good to hear because I can I can pound some Coors Light, but of course I like to enjoy a nice taste. This is just for hydration. We just drink course, yeah, 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 we want to stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Daniel over here, he's a he's definitely a beer man himself. I am indeed. I am indeed. I'm a good big fan of the beers. That's how we rate our matches here when we do our kayfabe comparisons. We rate it by a six pack. How many beers we would give it. That's kind of how we like to break things down. <laughs> um, you guys being big uh, beer fans, I noticed you know you were, we were talking about you guys being. Younger fans, what what was it like? So, you know, you, you went to those tournaments with your dad. Your dad was a wrestler. When was the moment where you were both, like, looked at each other and were like, okay, this is what we're going to do? It's always something we wanted to do, but wrestling, like, wrestling on a mat was just kind of, it was just what we did do. Right. I don't think we ever really thought about actually taking up pro wrestling until... Probably high school. High school, and then brother went into the Corps, and then when he got out of the Corps. You can't call it the Corps. The Marine Corps. He's not allowed to call it the Corps. And then I I got sick, and it it wasn't really something. Not the stable, the Corps. (laughs) I mean, we decided pretty late, uh, I mean, that it was something we were actually going to do. It's something we always wanted to do. And, like, in high school, we're like, "We, we can do this. But then, yeah. yeah, later on, like like you said, it happens. Right. Is, is when we said, you know what, let's do it. I think I was, I'm 32 now. I was 29 when we started training. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got into it pretty late. Well, given that, you know, with life, with occupations, with other endeavors, and with uh, family, you guys are both family men, you know, did that happen to play a part in kind of finally pulling the trigger and saying, you know what, this is something we always wanted to do. And maybe now that there's like some room with other stuff going on, like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it was there. There aren't a lot of tapes of us out there like wrestling when I was in college or high school or when brother wrestled in the Marines. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> so it was like, I want my kids to be able to see us out there doing something we're good at and enjoy doing and having fun doing and they would never get to watch tape of it and i'm not going to go back out onto a mat that was it i wasn't very good when i was there and i don't want to go out there now it would, just, it would be embarrassing so i mean step into a ring and the kids get to see us get punched in the face and have fun and so that's i mean that was my biggest motivation <laughs> yeah i told my wife i said yeah we're gonna start training to be pro wrestler she said what am i gonna tell someone you're a professional wrestler I said yes yeah that's what yes. you tell. That's yeah. the idea. Like people ask, "What is your husband?" Oh, he's a pro wrestler. <laughs> so now it's like now it's it's just second nature to say it. But when she when she first heard it, she's like, "Am I just supposed to tell people that? Is is that something we talk about?" <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. Are the kiddos into it? They they enjoy it overall. Like not only you guys, but professional wrestling in general. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they carry, they got their little plastic belts that we had when we were little kids. Love and it. Same I found a couple thing. of them up in the attic at my mom's house and I brought them home to them. And now they, every time we go to the store, they want another belt and they love watching daddy and uncle go out and go out and wrestle and they have fun with it. That's awesome. That's absolutely I love hearing great. that. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a script flip for my end right now. Um, I always like asking this question and I always like prefacing it as follows. No names have to be mentioned. However, if you'd like to, go for it. But what is the carniest shit you've ever seen at a pro wrestling show? Oh, love this. <laughs> love this. This is all we have in the spotlight, by the way. <laughs> um, oh, man, dude. There are shows where the fans just get – they can't separate reality oh, from the show. Oh, God, this one. What's going on? I already know what it is. I don't know if I should mention the promotion. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you can mention the I, city. I don't, I don't want to put them over. No, if you mention <laughs> the city, to, you're gonna get, you know the promotion. Yeah. I'll tell you off air, but I don't want to. Let's stop. just <laughs> say that let's just say that they went viral over the like towards the end of the year, the pandemic, yeah. uh, based off one of their flyers. I'm not gonna go any further. Okay. Than that. You know, I, I'm talking, I, if you've seen the flyer, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but. We had like knives. We've had knives pulled on us on that show. Like, just, they just—they didn't know how to separate it, man. Like I would, I would, I punked a guy out in front of his girl, and he's like, "If you, if you didn't have security in front of you, you wouldn't be doing this." I said, "Bro, there's no security over there. Let's go." And he sat there. I said, "See, now your woman knows you have no balls." Yeah, they pulled a like a knife and a box cutter oh, on God. us, and it was super hopped up on pills. And- yeah, let's just say there were more teeth in the ring between my brother and myself than everybody else in the crowd. And I'm already, and I'm missing some. So <laughs> that's the line nice. of the show. Nice, <laughs> Wexley. What you got for the boys? Okay, uh, you know you guys are a tag team, and I've noticed like lately you've more you've kind of established more of your you have you have a look that shows you're a tag team, but you have your own looking per se. You know what I mean? Like the mullet you got going, Joey. I don't have a mullet. <laughs> but you got the you got the beard going. You got the mullet going. You got the mustache. But the mullet, it's pretty sick. But I want to know, what's your influence? What's your mullet influence? Who's your favorite mullet out there? That's the tough one, man. You got. I mean, I always I always loved that that original Scott Steiner back in the WCW days. Oh, but yeah, then you got to look at Shawn Michaels. In the early 1990s, oh, with the porcupine on top, and just and this just isn't a specific question, Jacob. You got you got a mullet. If we gotta give me, give us your favorite mullet too. Gotta hear both of you. But the best one is late 80s Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, he 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 had to pioneer that mullet. No one can touch it. He he pioneered it. I mean, yeah, that was a a pretty uh, swangy mullet. It had a lot of swang to it. Apologies for my brother. That's our next T-shirt. Apologies for my brother. <laughs> and then seventy-five twenty-five. I like that. Great influences lead to great results. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so on the flip side of Jesse's question, uh, let's bring a little positivity to here. Independent wrestling, right? Like, what was the most? What's the best show that you guys have been on? Your best match, the one you're most proud of? Oh man, I I think the match that really turned the corner for us and. We worked we worked them a few times, but there was one time we went out there. Yeah. The spots just they were perfect. The crowd popped on all the right spots that we were trying to work them to to pop on, and <laughs> yeah, it was uh, chip and talent of the movement. And it was 
after we got back, it was the first time that we really walked back, looked at each other and was proud of what we put on out in the ring and knew that there's no criticism there. We didn't have anything bad to say about it. And we knew that based off that, that we, there was some kind of future in this. That was really what turned the corner for us was that match. And when was that? Uh, February of 2020, last year. Nice. I think I that was so. the first, my first ever time on commentary. Yeah. Are there links yeah. out to see that match anywhere, like on YouTube or anything? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, on it's definitely on YouTube. It's yeah. on Revive Pro Wrestling. Okay, we'll definitely yeah, post. Uh, we'll definitely it. post a link to that match oh, in the uh, show yeah, notes for sure. The, the Revive uh, YouTube. It's it's Revive good. Change. Yeah, it's a good match. Yeah, we'll definitely mm-hmm. make sure to post that out to the to all the kayfabe cogs. This is definitely a really fun show to call. That was Wexley and I's first commentary shot together and only my second show ever. Um, so we were really lucky to have that be a way to help us get used so to what we were doing. You've only been commentating for a year? year and a half, no. About a year? We've only been commentating for a, since a year in February. Yeah. Right? January are, for him. Like, y'all are really you good. guys are great. I would have thought that you guys were at least six years in. Okay, Amen. let me ask you a question. Who are your influences? Mm. As Wex, far as kind of, Wex, you want to shoot first? Well, of course, uh, you know, good old Jr. and King. Those are like my growing up. Of course, those are my favorites. Okay, Bobby Heenan, and then I, uh, I of course, Bobby Heenan. Uh, he <laughs> say him. Bobby Heenan's fucking great. Like him and WCW is great. Mike Tenay, I love him. Uh, trying to think of anybody else. Uh, I, I've, I've liked Excalibur even before AEW because watch PWG. Always been a fan of his. I know a lot of people don't like the masks, but I definitely like Excalibur. I'd have to say for me, man, you know, I'm a big, first and foremost, I'm a huge Tony Schiavone guy. And I just think it's something to do with the mixture of smoothness and selling and being straight when you can and also kind of being able to poke fun at yourself. I think that's integral. Um, Lance Russell, Gordon Soley, classics. Those kinds of things. There's a lot, a lot of inspiration drawn from there. But honestly, yeah, I mean, for me, it's Shivani all the way. I am more of a Todd Pettengill man myself. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's one, there's one tag team on the Indies right now that you guys want to wrestle. Who is it? Oh man, just one. Do they still I mean, have the top, who are the top five tag teams that you guys want to work? How about right, that? right now, like right do they now, still have, still have to be active. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, yes. Two active and two a pipe dream. Okay, yeah, cool. There you go. Uh, two active. I really want to work Mason Dixon line. Mm-hmm. Uh, those dudes, dude, the chemistry, like they are so charismatic in the ring, and they're big dudes, and like that would be a fun one. Gymnasty um, boys. Gymnasty boys. Uh, the Southern Stretching Crew. That's another good oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like inactive teams, uh, since day one, the team we wanted to work were the Carnies, Nick and Carrie. Yeah. And now it, I don't know. It's it's a pipe dream. It may happen. Nick may come back, but uh, it's a pipe dream. I so. almost wore my Nick shirt for this too. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one we we really wanted to work. I'm gonna say, uh, what about let's say like pro teams that are either active or inactive, like big been on TV type teams. Uh, FTR. Uh, yeah, I'd like to work FTR as far as like team that's active now. Yeah. Um, team that's not active. I would love to work world's greatest tag team. I would. I was gonna say the world's greatest tag team. Yeah, yeah, oh, for man. sure. That would be my pick. Ooh. Solid. 
FTR would be a fun one. That would be a good a good little clash of yeah, styles. wrestling styles. So that'd be a fun one. What do you guys think about uh, the little team called Youth Gone Wild? Youth Gone, <laughs> Youth Gone Mild? Uh, that's a pretty good thing. Go there, man. 75 25. Go oh, I live my life by that motto 75 25. You want to explain to the people what that yeah, is? Yeah, we need to now. Got into a little bit of a disagreement. Uh, we canceled the, canceled the booking. We gave them three months' notice. I guess they didn't feel like that was enough time. Uh, the team we are supposed to be working messaged us and said, if you decide to come up, the match will now be 75% shoot, 25% work. I decided I don't really feel like going to jail in Chicago, Illinois, so we uh, canceled all of our future bookings yeah. up there. And I'm not going to drive 10 hours to go have them try and fight us. Yeah, I'm not going to drive up there to hurt someone. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, because then I'm not going to get paid. Yeah. Right. Man, and come get hurt, you know what I mean? So because in honor of them, we are coming out with T-shirts that say 75% shoot, 25% work. And we are, from last Saturday on, naming our most powerful, most devastating move, the double back elbow after them called the Youth Gone Mild. <laughs> Super devastating. Because we all know the Youth Gone Wild is now probably a little mild. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's just gold. That's what we get in this four boys. I absolutely love it. Um, speaking of tag team maneuvers, a little curious when it comes down to stuff that you guys want to work on together and you want to showcase in the ring, is there like a particular part and parcel step-by-step -step process? Do you just kind of like light bulb some shit and work it through? How does that go for you guys generally? I don't know, man. It just kind of, Oh, that would be cool if we did this. Okay. Well, Let's add another element on and do this. Okay, well, what if I hit them here and then you throw them? And it just – we take one thing and then we just kind of add elements onto it that highlight both of our strengths. And he's obviously phys a lot physically stronger than I am, and I can lay my punches in a little bit better than he can. So we just – we try to find things that play to our strengths and combine – just add different things together, and it, it seemed to work out so far. He's being modest and very humble. He texts me, hey, I got an idea for a move. Can you do this? I say, yeah, cool. Let's try it. He comes up with all our stuff. Love I don't that. think I've come up with one no. thing. Maybe the back elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just the finish, but, you know. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe just the most devastating tag team maneuver we have, you know. <laughs> Well, speaking of devastating maneuvers, you know, I've seen a good amount of your guys' matches. I've seen some really hard hits, but who would you say is the hardest hitting just person that you've been in the ring with so far? Is that, is that a serious question? That's not even a question. Are you serious? <laughs> the answer, and a, it's a very, by a very wide, large margin, is carry awful. Like, I didn't even think that was a real question. That guy, he hit me in a... I'm not – there's no exaggeration here. When he hit me, I blacked out every single time. Hit, blackout, and I'd come back to just in time to throw my own. It That guy hits hard. He slapped me in the face. I blacked I, out. Ropes bounced me back up, and I came to. He hits hard. I mean, I can imagine. I've uh, I've taken like a probably 25% hit from him, and it didn't feel good, so – well, yeah, we got that seventy-five percent shoot for you. <laughs> I, I, I was I was there, and it was definitely fucking. It was it was hard. It was on the money. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely stiff. Was an understatement. 
That should be a shirt right there. Ooh. <laughs> That's another shirt. We got three shirts. TM. Trademarked. We just copyrighted that. That's a purple trademark. Hey. Renamed this show to Shirt Factory. Marketing genius over here. <laughs> oh, man. So tell us about, um, you know, when you guys first got into the indie scene, you, you said that you had, like, started training a little bit later on, uh, you know, with the Marines and everything and just being kind of, like, in your late 20s. Um, how, like, how, who you, who did you train with? How long was your training? And specifically, what was the transition, like, after training becoming, like, active, taking your own bookings, like, doing the business <laughs> of the business type thing? We were trained by Jeremy Travis. Um, he worked, he's worked, yeah, he's, he came up with Chucky D ricochet out of, he's out of Paducah. Um, and that dude, he's phenomenal. If you've never seen him work, he is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we trained with him for seven months and then he kind of helped us get a couple first bookings. Um, our second match ever brother (laughs) broke his nose, blood pouring down his face. So that was kind of a nice welcome, welcome to the show, kid. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. It so was it was fun. It was a rude awakening, very very quick. But yeah, I mean, Jeremy, we still text. He's like a mentor. To yeah, us. we he's still we'll send him our matches and just be like, hey man, what do you think? And he'll be like, you know what, everything's great except at mark two twenty seven. He can't just give us. He just <laughs> no. This was bad. He'll never he'll never just straight up say it was great, man. He'll yeah. just yeah. He'll always have something because the teacher always wants to teach. Yeah. And who was who was your first match? Uh, first tag. Oh, it was Lex Bane and Lichen and Lichen. What a lot of people don't know, I went to high school with Lex Bane. We've been friends since we were. You guys were each other's best man. Right? Yeah, he was the best man at my wedding. So okay. it's we go back a long way. So he was our first match. So it actually it was it's appropriate and it was really nice. It was actually really comforting to know that someone that we go far back with was someone breaking us. We didn't get a lot of offense in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who was the match with the nose break? That was uh, at Union City Wrestling, and they're now quality they're pro. now Quality Pro Wrestling. They're out of uh, what was their, Unionville. What uh, was Robert and uh, Ethan's name? Uh, dis- disrupt. Disrupt. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it was uh, Robert Murray and Ethan. Ethan Snipes. And, no. No, that was Ethan Snipes. I don't remember. It's uh, not. I mean, you got your nose rocked. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, man. It, was, it literally because. Uh, Jeremy was crashing on my place that night because we were going to a Lucha show on Sunday with him uh, just so we can kind of market, get to know the promoter. FaceTime. FaceTime. And uh, so all night, man, my nose was just bleeding. Through the Lucha show, my nose wouldn't stop bleeding. Finally, come Tuesday, two days later, my nose just stopped. Now it's crooked. Even in the picture, though, you can kind of see it's crooked. Fun fact, that Lucha show the next day that he was talking about is where we met Kerry Awful for the first time. That's true. Yep. Kerry came to help. He came out of his way just to help set the ring up a little bit. That's where we met him. Fucking great. Like, now, bleeds into, uh, sorry. Under Kerry. There you go. That bleeds into my next question. So, obviously, uh, that Crux show, the one you're speaking of in terms of the us watching you get hit in the face by Kerry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did a there was a double header in Tullahoma, Tennessee, a few weeks back. Op- the uh, both shows basically, day show, nighttime show, so on and so forth. A couple of seminars, really great event. I know for me personally, the energy coming out of most of the people who were heavily involved in and out of the ringside area was 
different than a lot of what I've seen. Uh, how, how has it been to kind of be around that level of intensity and care and kind of just this show is just for the betterment of everyone, but we're going to fucking go hard. How's that been for you guys? The level of like brotherhood that, that they have and they've kind of opened the doors to us and let, let us come into that brotherhood now. I mean, it's, it's second to none. Everybody wanted to go out there and put on the best show, not because they wanted to have the best match, but because they knew that the person next to them wanted to go out and do the same thing. And if everybody has the same mentality, the show's going to be phenomenal. So, I mean, everybody wanted to go out there and put put on the best possible match of the entire card. And there are some crazy matches. Like, like I mean, Kerry and Simon was outstanding. But it just... Yeah. The match before, like they, everybody knew, like that match was going to be crazy. So we got to go bigger and we got to hit harder. And it just, it was everybody was in the same mentality going into it, and it, the sh- it paid off. Mm-hmm. I yeah, say so. I would definitely say so. Wex, you were at that show. Do you have any questions about it? I mean, not specifically about that show, but uh, just like you said, the brotherhood and everything and how all these guys like on this show, even though may not be like mainstream sort of popular, but like in the indie wrestling world, like a lot of these guys are in like a lot of big spots. They're like, what are your future goals? Are you looking to kind of get kind of that level? Are you going to try to go beyond that? Uh, what are you kind of looking to do? Uh, we're really just having a lot of fun wrestling on the indies. Hey, that's a great answer. I don't think we really have any aspirations of signing with any major company, man. We just love – there's a diff, like, I don't know, man, just being able to connect with the fans, like being able to give a kid in the crowd a belt, let them hold it for just a couple seconds after you just won it. Like you can't do that in major companies, and it it's a different connection with the fans. And I don't think we want to leave that. Sure. Yeah, we just, just run the indie scene. Just – I mean, yeah, I definitely understand that. It's a lot more intimate. You're not gonna uh, go. You're not gonna be basically even like a, even like a higher, make like a mid-level company, like a Ring of Honor or something like that. You're still not gonna have little kids running up to you, punching you in the nuts, smacking you with glow sticks. You don't, you don't get that intimacy. <laughs> that intimacy. It's all that stuff you want. Getting punched. You in don't the get. Nuts. You don't get drywall and razor blades right hey, behind. Man, you. Yeah, I mean, how could you leave that behind? It just sounds so appealing. Last month. <laughs> Just having a kid trying to help me up after he watched us get beat up and and win the tag titles, revive. Uh, having a kid try and help me up. There's nothing like it, man. Yeah. Hey, you ain't gonna get that in WWE. You ain't gonna no. get that AEW. No. I mean, you probably won't even get it in Ring of Honor, and definitely won't in Impact. Because does anybody even watch that one? But. Yeah. There's nobody I've in watched, there. But there's I, no, I, I, there there, there hasn't that. been fans in such a long time that there's not even a possible reason for that to happen, even though Nashville is open and they can have them. So. Yeah. If we had to pick one, I would say, of the major companies that we've kind of talked about that we would like to work at, it would be, I mean, at least for me, I was, I'm really excited about NWA and the product they're putting out. Oh, man. Mm. It's yeah. just, it's got that old time feel. Yeah. Just yeah. like when you're kids. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I do Jeremiah feel like Plum that would be down there too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely shout that out because I feel like NWA Power would you'd be a great addition to season three. They didn't they just have their season two finale or was it season three finale? Yeah, think, they just had. It was a season two, I think. Season two I finale. I have to ask yeah. Plunky on that one. Yeah. Yeah. We can text. Shameless plug, Plunky. Yeah. Nice. Love to hear. Absolutely. It. 
Well, yeah, man. Uh, I guess one of my final questions to like sort of start to get down the breaking line here. Did when you started to train and then uh, you know started to kind of break into working shows? Were there elements of going into those locker rooms and things that truly shocked you, or did you do you feel like you were kind of prepared for what that was going to be like? I mean, I don't think you can ever really prepare for what actually goes on back behind it's. Everyone, everyone sits around and talks about their matches, but I don't know. It's a lot of – there's a lot of testosterone that flows through those locker rooms sometimes, and everybody has an opinion, and it, I don't know. Sometimes egos get the best of people, but – I'll just say this. When we showed up in the locker room, it what you can never predict what you're going to see. You can never expect anything because, you know, it's just like anything else. You don't know what it is until you get there. We just went in, we were ourselves, we offered up hugs, we offered up beer, and that's just what we do. Every locker room we go to, hugs and beer. Maxwell said it the best. The gotchas are known for two things, hugs and beer. There you go. That's awesome. I like that. (laughs) I can definitely live with that. Wex, you got anything? Hey, that's definitely not a bad thing to be known for. But one thing I know you guys are also known for is the shoe game. So uh, what's what's your what's your favorite pair of shoes you got? Your most prized, most sickest pair. Um, I love my Travis Scott Jordan ones. My I got off-white Air Max 90s. My off-white Blazers. I don't know, man. I love my shoes. I love them all equally. Turbo, my turbo green Jordan ones. I'm wearing my oh, those, black satin Jordan ones right now. And I don't know, man. I love, I love my shoes. I love them not so much. I love my Crocs. Oh, okay. He, he like. I mean, I, I have Crocs, but I also have. I, don't, I like to switch it up. I got, I got both Crocs, Vans, some Nikes here, there, some Jordan. You know, a little, little bit of this and that. We are very different in a lot of different. I mean, Crocs go a little bit better with that mullet. I think Crocs mullet kind of just, you know, it's that. That's that dad. That dad just. <laughs> I wear Love my Crocs it. to work. It's great. I'm on a construction site wearing Crocs. And, and, the musta- and the mustache goes, I mean, it's it's all a package. It's a package deal. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to kick four wheels. Sometimes you got to ride two wheels. There you go, brother. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I will say that the original host for this show, uh, the KG Cass Blush, Says he uh, he owes you guys some super kicks. He's uh, he told me <laughs> you guys used to bounce around on that trampoline back in the day oh, with uh, the day. Nick the Brick. And, uh, he, he would wrestle on the trampoline with us, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell me tell me about those trampoline days, man. Oh, geez. I don't man. know. Just very cast, please. Like that's all we want you to do here. <laughs> I don't know if they still do, but I think it was cast. He made like little highlight videos to of them wrestling on a trampoline. You might be able to find them on YouTube. Maybe. But and it was too nickelback. So if you really want to know, there's no stories we can tell you that the videos aren't going to do more justice. <laughs> what was Ask the name of that him? bed? What was it? Where can people look it up? Uh, honestly, yeah. I'll have yeah. It was probably something like trampoline, trampoline wrestling, wrestling federation, federation or something, or something generic like something that. very generic. Dude, I'm sure there's so much of making... that on YouTube. Good God, <laughs> it's but those like little highlight videos they do exist. So don't let them tell you that they exist. They're somewhere. There's there because if he posted it anywhere, it has been shared at least once somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man. It 
when when I when I heard that Cass was a part of this, I was like, "What? I haven't I have like I haven't dude. even talked to him since high school, man." And yeah. it was crazy. I think we even wrestled in middle school together. And so when I was like, I'm like, man, why isn't he out in the ring with us? Yeah, uh, yeah. Cass is shout out Cass Slush. Good, what, good dude. Why doesn't he? Get, I'm, I'm, this is me calling you out, Cass. Step Uh-oh. into the ring, bro. The KG Cass <laughs> Lush may have to be called out of retirement. We'll see what happens there. What's you guys' favorite wrestling video game of all time? Last question for me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, easy. WWF No Mercy Nintendo 64. I like WrestleMania 2000 better. They did the full entrances on WrestleMania 2000, and they didn't. WWE No Mercy, no Mercy had a better storyline. Yeah, I don't know. We could have a tag team storyline going. I got, I got to go No Mercy, man. I got, I got to, but I, I feel you. WrestleMania 2000 is great, but I got I mean, without, to. Yeah. Without, without No Mercy, there wouldn't be a 2000, but I just perfectly you could customize your entrances, and it was like a full entrance on like 2000. <laughs> and you could, you could change. The only difference. 2000, you could, you could even create your character over somebody else like we oh, yeah. one over the godfather you're proving my point right now I and we were in the intro we were in the beginning credits like of the game so <laughs> he'd like to change his answer the Koch brothers officially believe wrestlemania <laughs> no, i'm just saying it was cool that dude you- honestly that's that dude that's that's a hot take right there wrestlemania 2000 beats no mercy like that'll, that'll be the tagline of this damn podcast <laughs> <laughs> say wrestlemania 2000 play, better than very no mercy. i mean it's the same game it just you have the full entrances like, are the guys about better. to split <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love that's, it. I love it. That's some fire starting shit right there. Well, let's talk about, uh, what do you guys got coming up that you want to mention in terms of shows, matches, things like that? Uh, this weekend, we are at No Limit Pro Wrestling in Nashville. 305 Douglas Street. Next weekend, we are at Southern Violence in Wrestling. Athens, in Georgia. Athens, Georgia. That's, I don't know that the street address. on Fight TV. Uh, both of those... Both of those shows were wrestling for the tag titles, mm-hmm. um, so that'll be fun. Um, kind of limited our show intake so we could focus on training right now, so just trying to get as much under carry as we can. Get into them big shows, head out to the collective, hopefully. That's our yes. goal next year. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. That's our goal for next year. Love well, it. I love it. This has been really fun. For me personally, I don't know about everybody else, but uh, in terms of plugging socials, things along those lines, where can folks find you guys? At Gotch Brothers. At Gotch Brothers. On Instagram and Twitter. Everything. And then uh, we also have two different types of t-shirts. We sell black and gray, Gotch vs. the World and gray, Gotch Wrestling and black. And we'll even custom make you a hat. Who knows? We'll put Gotch on everything. Well, I like that. Hey, I might get Gotch tattooed on my butt. You never know. Well, you just got to do the G-O on one cheek, T-C-H on the other. D- no, G, and then my <laughs> butthole is the O. <laughs> Jesse knew exactly uh, where I was going with that. Was, was uh, that you see, this, you know what? I feel like that. there's no better way. There's no better way. I have a story about that. Oh, God, please tell me. <laughs> that is the better way. Oh, man. Okay, real quick. I served with a guy who had a W tattooed on each cheek, on each butt cheek, to where when he would run around while we were deployed, and he'd be like, hey, 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 wow. <laughs> he'd just wow everybody. <laughs> he'd just wow everybody hey, <laughs> with his butt spread, hole. Full, like full spread and everything. Full spread. Apologies for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how better to end this show. 
Uh, but guys, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. We love doing these indie spotlights. Jesse Baker is the booker over here. Jesse, tell them what we got coming up the next two weeks on this run. I know we got the new uh, the new AEW pay-per-view coming up. And then I believe it's Bash versus Bash at the Beach 96. I think that's our kayfabe comparison for next week. Is that that is incorrect, but uh, good try. So oh, it it's is Great American Bash. Damn it. Great American Bash, 1996. We've already done Bash at the Beach 96 this year. But uh, okay. we're going to go a little bit ahead of that one, a little bit in the before time. And go back to the Great American Bash 1996. We don't cover a ton of 1996 WCW. I will say there's a lot of matches on the card. I think it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, nobody knows what's coming with the uh, Double or Nothing upcoming pay-per-view, but I know that I'm certainly excited to watch it. And then in the following week, we're going to go to uh, ECW's One Night Stand 2006, so the second reunion show. I'm very intrigued by that, one of my favorite shows. And then... A very weird one. One of two TNA pay-per-views in the year 2016 in Slammiversary. So let me tell you, they're two very different shows. Got some WCW, some TNA, some AEW coming up. I'm excited about it. Wex, give them the script, baby. Tell them where they can find you. Oh, you can find your boy once again, Wex Breaking the Lawson. At Wex Breaking the Lawson on everything except Wex breaking the on Twitter because I couldn't fit the Lawson. <laughs> That's what she said. Jesse, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me at Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and Instagram. And then everywhere else, I'm just saying, look up Crux Wrestling, look up Revive Pro Wrestling, look up Springwater Supper Club and Lounge. We are reopening on June the 4th, oldest bar in the state of Tennessee. And look up the motherfucking Gotch Brothers. Yes, absolutely. You can always well, find the show at kfabe.com. You can find me at Daniel Daybreak. Be sure to join the Patreon. It's $4.99 a month. You get bonus content. You can look at our pretty faces and watch the gotchas make silly, silly faces at us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good time. It's five bucks. Come on, come hang out. It's uh, patreon.com slash comparisons. That's going to do it for us this week, boys and girls. We will see you all next week. We are out. Peace. Peace.